0: And our new number one hit, I do believe we're naked, by Funky C Funky Doo, replaces "We're sending our love down the well," which plunges all the way down to number ninety-seven. Yeah, can you feel it, baby?
1: Welcome and the Funky Bunch to Geek Salad episode 206, Color Me Bad at the C&C Music Factory. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe.
2: I'm Catherine.
1: I'm Todd. And, and I'm have, Mike. Uh, yes, original <laughs> originally Mike is back for a second episode in a row. It's like, oh. the things are just coming together, aren't they?
3: <laughs> I'm just pushing for the hat trick next week. Next
1: I, I, you get three in a row. I'd, I'd be... I'd, Mike, I'd be shocked. So we'll just, we'll just have to we we'll just have to keep soldiering on with that. And we'll speaking it. of soldiering on with things, welcome to our discussion of the music of 1991, a um, a tradition we've had for the last like Mike, what has it been nine years now? We've been doing a music countdown based on yeah, the we started, year Yeah, we started in '92. Yeah, yeah, so '82 rather. Mm. So we started in '82, and we actually went back and we did the two years that we missed for the '80s. But yeah, we are we are back and ready to rock and roll with our um, our, our music of 1991. This is a two part episode, as they always are. So, side A that you're listening to right now will be the singles, and side B, which will be out a week from now, will be our favorite albums. So, as is tradition, we are going to cover the Billboard number ones of 1991 and i will just go out and say right now there is such uh just there is such a separation in terms of what was actually charting and what the music scene in 1991
3: was turning into andy i I just gotta say right now i'm I'm looking at the list right now and yeah there is enough alcohol in the world to get through this list and it's not that big
0: Mike, it was a year. That's really oh. all you can say. It was a year. It just this was. This was, soft, this was a sophomore year in high school. So, uh, this well, this was senior year for me. Junior year yes. for Catherine. Yep. Yeah.
1: Year in between high school and college for me. So we're all
3: so, in that boat right there. I'm
4: not. I'm not even going to tell you how old I was for this one. Shut this up. I'm not even going to tell you that I was five Shut going up. on six.
5: Go.
3: Sorry.
4: <laughs> oh, that's painful. That's unbelievable! Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I yeah, yeah. It's, I just I got into back. my
4: teens. Ooh, okay. Yeah, but Both I closer, like Mike. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Some closer
3: covering himself at that time.
4: Oh, oh
1: boy! <laughs> oh, you, missed, you missed our conversation about 1985 earlier last year. So, um. Anyway, so yeah, no, it was like I did every year I do like a lot of research on the, on that year in music. And this year I kind of fell down a rabbit hole as as I want to do and I started watching the story of Top of the Pops, which is like a documentary series about the British music show Top of the Pops. And it's crazy to me first of all because we don't I know we had American Bandstand, but we had nothing on what an institution top of the pops was and watching some of the performances in 1991, it's like, I'm looking at this list of, of, of billboard number ones. And I'm like, where's all the house music? Where's all the dance music? Where's like, just all of like these, these just Euro rock bands. It's like, this is possibly one of the weakest lists of number one songs. I think I've, I've seen since we started doing this.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's never, not much there. Oh, there, yeah. Well, there's not 19- a lot of there there. What's that? 1991 mm-hmm. was such a. It really was such. Looking back on it, it was a transition year, and it was such a weird year for music.
5: Yeah.
0: It
1: was. Yeah. It absolutely was. And there's so many different songs on here that are just. You know, let let let's let's kick it off with uh, the first, starting off 1991. Two weeks at number one, "Justify My Love" by Madonna. Now, can you discuss this song without once bringing up the video?
0: Oh God, no! Nope. No, no way.
6: I can because I have no. I've never seen the video. Oh,
0: okay. it was incredibly controversial for its
6: time.
3: This was basically where I think Madonna had taken her career, like, she was trying to take her career to, like, that next level. And yeah. this one
1: really pushed it. Like, well, that, really that, pushed it. That's the thing. So this, was, this was right after Truth or Dare, and she was kind of pushing her limits. Yeah. yeah to, was,
2: uh, she was getting ready to uh, write uh, the uh, the sex book.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, that, that, that was a fun thing of 1991 to remember. Mm-hmm. And wasn't she, like, uh,
3: fooling around with uh, Warren Beatty at
1: the time, too? Yeah. Yeah, it's, right, it's the, like, it's a crazy crazy the time. The old crazy crazy time,
5: right.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. No, no, Nothing weird about any of that stuff, right? Nope. Not at all. <laughs> so, I, I really don't have much to say about the song, because, again, you can't talk about the song without talking about the video, so why bother talking about the song,
0: right? Well, and, and, and honestly, I mean... You, Justify my—it's a holdover from 1990. It, it, you know, yeah, yeah. There's really not as, much you can say about it.
2: Yeah, as the the first song in this list always is.
0: Well, you know, you know what, you know, kind of as an aside, 1990 can really kind of be broken up into two sections. Everything that happened, you know, at, at least from my perspective, because it was my senior year in high school, you know, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 1991, you know, the the spring of 1991, and then when i went to college so it's right <laughs> like, yeah it's like oh okay <laughs> there's two halves of my life right there and
1: i'm going <laughs> joe i'm actually going i'm actually going to bring that up a little later on when we talk about this stuff because i took a year off you and i started college the same year because i took a yeah. year off in between so yeah i was kind of in that that same boat and for some reason the music changed well, what I, I, I like, well, just the overall music in general changed.
0: Well, I have a, I have an even different perspective because you know, nineteen ninety, like I said, 19, spring of nineteen ninety one is my senior year of high school. Then I went to for college. I went to a military school, and I had no access to anything from September to December. Ah. So I didn't know what music was out there, <laughs> other than what my mom would bring me for brought me for like parents' weekend. <laughs> oh man
3: hey honey here's this vanilla ice guy I don't know he looked
0: really cool <laughs> no that was my junior year no that was my junior year in high school
1: God, ice. God and he me. had a hit this year that nobody you know what I'm looking at like our singles that we're going to be talking about later not a one of you brought up the ninja rap and why would I <laughs> well I figured Todd might I mean Todd had such fond memories of his childhood with that song right
4: yeah, of course, going to do, see do, that movie on my sixth birthday. Yeah. So, yes,
1: do either of the exactly. do either of the Mikes have fond memories of uh, Vanilla Ice's Ninja
6: Rap?
3: You know, I, still I haven't even sat through that second movie. but I, I, no.
6: I, I have fond memories of the movie. <laughs>
3: okay, <laughs> that was the
6: that was the first movie in a very 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 long time that um, us that me and my brothers and sisters were allowed to actually go see the movies. To see. Ah, oh, yeah, that's
1: right. That was after the uh, the moratorium on movies.
6: Yeah, pretty much. So that was the first one. And so, yeah, okay, yeah. Ninja Rap, I enjoyed it when I saw it when I was like, what, 12?
0: Yeah. <laughs> my, 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 only, my, my only recollection of that movie is that James and I, James Sawyer and I, went to see it at the movie theater, and we were the only two people in the theater.
5: <laughs>
1: Opening weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. I went by
1: myself. I'm pathetic. All right, let's move on to one week at number one. Love will never do (parentheses) without you end (parentheses).
6: Janet Jackson. I think I she I, was just. Most Go ahead. Of these, Sorry. most of the songs on these li- on this list, I have never heard of before. Uh, right. And okay. I feel like this song
1: is like this is the tail end of um, Rhythm Nation. It's like they're just spouting out whatever hits they might have some viability in. Well, they're riding
3: on Janet's, you know, basically popularity at the time, and I mean, right. the *Rhythm Nation* was actually really good for, the, for what Huge. it was. And then, excellent and then, record. record, yeah. And but then you know, this was a little more. Um, it, it was like lightened up a little bit, I think, in a sense, and I think that's what just kind yeah. of it, 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 like it almost took a step back. Like it was a safe, it was safe, it was a safe song.
0: Yeah. Well, well, you know what? You know what Andy you, you kind of bring up a good point that this is kind of the tail end but really this is the tail end for a lot of music in 91. The, problem, the thing is it's not reflected in the in the in the in this list.
1: No. You know no, a lot of the not. stuff
0: that you know it, it a lot of the stuff that we listened to when we were in high school was coming to an end in this period. But like I wasn't listening to Love Will Never Do or you know any a lot of these songs I did not recognize.
1: If only everyone was in the room right now could ask when I asked show of hands or some of these groups that charted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the next one. Two weeks at number one. The first time by Surface. I
3: remember I hearing that you- song constantly because we our bus driver used to play 94.5. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Before it was jamming, which was even worse. <laughs> and you heard pretty much everything on this list at least once um and it was just like i remember that first time i looked into your
5: eyes whatever oh
3: god yeah it was just like you heard it over and over again i'm like
0: oh shoot me now please yeah whatever became of surface anyways
6: just one word comes to mind when i see when i hear that the first time with surface who yeah (laughs) pretty much yeah
2: i've never heard of
6: it before
2: i tried to do my homework and bone up but i didn't listen to any of these and i'm like I don't, yeah. I'll, I'll just sit
1: back and wait until I know something. <laughs> but the thing, Catherine, with a lot of these number one hits, though, is that quite honestly, they're interchangeable. The majority of this list is interchangeable, and when we get, well, like we'll liven up a little bit when it's like, oh yeah, that song that hit number one. No way. Um, well, I remember Todd in the Shadows
3: like compared two of them on this list.
1: At least, oh one yeah. Of them.
3: Yeah, one of them's coming
1: up in just a little bit. But before yeah. we get to that, well, two, yeah, well, two wait. weeks, two weeks at number one, gonna make you sweat by C and C Music Factory.
0: Bam, God, this bam, song was bam, this bam, song bam, was bam, everywhere. Yes, yeah, "Price of oh,
6: only lasted two weeks.
3: Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. And you know, it's funny, and the song still people still recognize it today. So I mean, well, know what, I don't mean. Whether you like it or hate it, it's held up for one. It yeah, it's a jock
0: jam now. That's the thing. It's a jock jam. This is, this is arena rock now. It is. It is. It it is a few of you know. these,
3: and a few of these are in that jock jam realm that have just been used over and over again. Where you go to a you go to a stadium. Well, when you could go to a stadium, you'd still hear them today.
2: Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we're not in Florida, so we can't go to a stadium. But yeah. I was like, well, I yeah. and then you guys did one bar of it, and I was like, oh yeah, that song. Yep, yep. All it was, was one bar. There is a funny <laughs>
3: moment. What was it? Uh, that one episode in The Office, uh, the cafe disco, where Michael's trying to get everybody down. He, he stands up on a chair with like the the speaker, and he holds oh. it up to the floor. And he starts looking. Yeah, he starts lip syncing the song. <laughs> He's looking at the camera. <laughs>
1: So I'm just gonna say this about CNC Music Factory. Fuck CNC Music Factory. Um, we'll, we'll start with. Well, here's the thing. We're gonna start with the Everybody Dance Now vocals were from Martha Wash, who was a session musician, who was also one of the Weather Girls. You know, it's raining men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sang that uncredited, and they replaced her right. with Person. Um... There's that, and then there's Freedom Williams, the most self-serious, humorless fucking asshole to, to appear in rap in the early 90s. I mean, I saw interviews with this guy, and he it incapable of cracking a smile. Everything is just, it's this serious art. It's like, you, dude, you're doing dance music, and you didn't give one of your singers proper credit. Don't, don't patronize me. <laughs> yeah. We get it. You look good without a shirt on, but... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> So does LL Cool J, and that we know that dude in 91 was putting on the uh, deodorant, because if you ever saw LL Cool J on MTV Unplugged, he had his <laughs> yeah. shirt off, and he's like, he's just, you know, raise your hands in the air, and it's like, he's okay. getting like, he, you can see his all powder underneath <laughs> his arms, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's just like us. <laughs> <sighs> uh, fine, I have nothing, Mitchum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have nothing else to say about this song other than Foxy and C Music Factory. Anybody else?
4: No, that's That's about right.
5: Yeah.
4: It's mm-hmm. one of the very few. My brothers are seven and nine years older than me, and it's one of the very few uh, CDs I remember them having uh, during this time. So yeah, okay. that and Vanilla Ice. <laughs> so thanks, Andy. Hey, not a problem. I not, remember this is looking like new,
1: Andy. Oh, the other end. The other yeah, Andy my my brother's ah. Andy.
6: I mean, it's, a, it's, I, a, it's a catchy little song. I'm not
1: gonna lie. It's it's definitely a catchy little song, but I know that this is like the kind of this is the kind of song that tricks people to buy this album on BMG Music Club, which was like the <laughs> Music Club du Jour of 1991.
5: <laughs>
1: Cuz all of my friends own this CD and I'm like, are we gonna listen to any other songs besides like the two hits? Nope. Nah. No. <laughs> Got it for a penny. I don't feel ripped off. you going to buy any more?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Back for another two weeks at number one. All the Man That I Need by Whitney Houston. Probably mm. again trailing yeah. off from another album prior to the Bodyguard soundtrack coming out. Yep.
3: But it's still Whitney and, you know, the woman had pipes. I mean, let's see, you know. She, she probably had one fights. of the greatest female vocalists probably ever um, you know regardless of the song it's like even if it's like a dull song she still makes it better than it should be and uh, you know and I would go with that in a heartbeat you know okay I mean I didn't I mean I, I never really listen to the song that much but I did listen to it earlier before we started this I'm going yeah I mean it's just like yeah it's it's pretty vanilla but at the same time it's just her style just brings out just something better in the song
1: right. Anybody else on, uh, on Whitney before we move on to another pop diva? No,
0: I'm good. No.
1: All right, now I'm noticing a frightening trend here with these number ones. There are so many songs that actually just spent two weeks at number one. Um, another one is Miss Mariah with uh, "Someday."
3: This is kind of like her like beginning of her career. Like this almost, was the very time. beginning
1: of her this career. Was, she this was like her movie. first it came weekend. out ninety. Yeah,
3: yeah. This is like her it first came out ninety. Weekend.
1: Um, I have never, ever been a fan of Mariah Carey. (laughs) It's like, I can appreciate what Whitney Houston does. I, I, I have no said appreciation for Mariah Carey. She's got like a utility belt of vocal tricks that she can do. And she exhausted them on the first album.
6: Yeah, I don't know. Whenever I hear it. Mariah Carey sang. I always think I have tinnitus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's like, it's like you said, you know, in the first album, you know, vocally what she does actually is impressive. But again, it's like you said, it becomes it became a shtick, and yeah. it, again, like you said, it wore out its welcome really fast.
1: So yeah, you
2: she makes like she could have money, and that's all she's gonna she do, and just keeps doing it over and over and over and over and over.
3: Right. It's like, let I me mean, hit so. that high note, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> and uh,
1: yeah. All right. Well, let's move on then. One Week at number one, One More Try by Timmy T. This song's awesome.
5: I didn't mean to disappoint you. To tell you lies And after all that We have been through Won't you let me Tell you why One more try I didn't know how much I loved you One more try Let me put my Arms around you Living all these lonely nights without you. Oh, baby, can we give it one more try?
0: Um, who? <laughs> There's the Mike we know and love. I repeat, I re- <laughs> who?
3: Oh, Mike, you just don't know the glory of Timmy T.
6: <laughs> no, I really don't. And
0: I, don't I think mean, he song, w- I don't
6: think he wants to.
3: <laughs> the best thing about the song, though, is it's just like I have. A, I, I'm not a fan, but I have a soft spot for it because it's just so corny. It's just got that bow, pow, ba bow. You know, that, it's a, it was like there was certain sound effects that were just used in the '90s, like late '80s, early '90s, mid '90s, and it just starts off with that bow.
1: Bow. Yeah, they were they were using synth. They were using synth bass. Oh, it was to make was that just, sound, and it's just again, oh, it's, it's like <laughs> it's like how many can how many does can I get for this one this one silver dime?
3: Yeah, the funny thing is, like you know, it's like some of these people didn't have bad voices, but the problem is the music behind them was just. God, awful. It was like it was it was overly synthy. It was overly, overly synthy, and it's just like I don't think an acoustic set could save this, but it's
1: just like uh, f- it's uh. it's a lot of vocal tricks, it's a lot of I yeah. think there's just like a lot of insincere over sincerity.
3: This is basically like, like lots this of these. Is, this is what auto tuning is now.
1: Mm, yeah. I don't even know if they still auto-tune because I don't listen to current music anymore because I'm old. Oh, I have still jaded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we got another two week uh, offender on here. Coming out of the dark by Gloria Estefan.
3: This isn't wasn't this a song that she kind of like wrote after she had like that really bad accent or something like that. Yes. she got like really hurt and this was kind of her it was like a comeback song for her and I don't know what it was. I think it was something like like Taylor Dane inspired to come back or something. There was a story behind it. Yeah, like she was kind of like there to help her through her rehab and help her through, you know, trying to get back on the horse of singing. So yeah, yeah, it's that big song. So you know, it was a good song for you know. I mean, it it brought out something. You know, I mean, it was good for her. You know, but it was like it was like when she did the old you know Miami Sound Machine stuff. That was like a lot more upbeat, and this was a little more.
1: you know, it's just, it was softer, but it, it had it, a reason. They took out a lot of the cute. and she, she essentially the, the, the human energy yeah. of, of Miami Sound Machine is not present at all no. in her um, in her solo works. Anybody no. have any thoughts on this song before I move on to something else? No. No? Nope. Okay. Yep. All right, great. All right, now here's one that actually surprised me actually hit number one. One week at number one, I've Been Thinking About You by London Beat. this is like it's one of those songs it's it's got like one of those it's kind of like dance hall light music like there's a lot of great dance bands that came out in 91 um you know like uh KLF the shaman all the all these great club bands and I think London Beat were just kind of like very act that happened to hit big here but it's it's if you compare it to everything that came before this that we've already discussed, it's got a more unique sound. It's got it like does. that little follow up with the, the guitar that,
5: <laughs> well, it's got that
3: it's got that
1: constant
3: riff. It's a da yeah. da yeah. So I mean I, I I have a soft spot for this song. There was just something about it I really did like. It just had a it was just a cool beat. I actually thought it was the final finding, finding on cannibals when I first heard it. <laughs> like, it, it was very similar. The guy had it, the same falsetto, and he looked the same, and he kind of looked like the guy too. So I'm going, oh, is it, oh, London beat, okay. And there was like yeah. four different versions. I remember like there was like a single tape that had, like four different versions of the song. Like there was like <laughs> yeah. they like recorded like you know the radio mix, the techno mix, this, you know. So they like made like a, a there was like many versions of the
1: song that came out. Nah. Okay, what but about one week? Could- one week at number one. You're in love by Wilson Phillips.
0: That one sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, don't you tell us how you really feel, Mike? All right, that one sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hold on, hold on Wilson is a great song.
3: Sing. Then they did this one, and it's just like,
0: eh. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it really it really was not a strong follow-up.
3: No, not at all. Because hold on was a great song, and then this came out like. Oh, okay, we're going to get soft. And then they tried to do, was it uh, the other one after that, which still didn't really do that well. <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah. I'm judging by everybody's silence, we're moving on to Two Weeks at Number One! <laughs> Baby Baby by Amy Grant.
6: Her first foray into the um, secular realm.
0: Yeah, this is... Yes, exactly. This was like her cross, her first like crossover hit.
1: I... A friend of mine in college said that some of her friends were forbidden from going to see Amy Grant in 1991-92 because she had, quote, sold out her Christian roots.
0: She's a traitor. She was a traitor. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But it was just it it was crazy. I'm like, wait, Amy Grant, the baby, baby person. It's, It's like you find this offensive.
0: <laughs> which just, which is, I mean, in all honesty, it's kind of funny because it's a fairly innocuous song. It's like, oh, oh so it's, it's very simple. I, I mean, I, I suppose compared to, I mean, maybe it's because she wasn't like overtly Christian about it. You know, maybe that's why they turned on her. I guess. I well, if know. she right. had
3: sang like, you know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. baby, baby. <laughs> all, all I can think was, was it uh, was it a uh, faith song? Yeah, oh, all yeah. I like, can think of It's like, you got to change to baby Jesus. you yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
1: Jesus to baby. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, it seems like you really love Jesus, like, a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I want to
0: get down on my knees and start pleasing Jesus. I want to feel his salvation all over my
3: face. I remember for some reason, and I don't, and I'm sure none of you probably know this either, but I remember hearing, like, a remix of this song. That didn't sound anything like this, like the version that we all heard. It was almost like like a weird remix. It sounded like dark, and it was like I heard it like once or twice. Like I don't know if they were playing it like some remix time or whatever. And I never heard it again. And it was just this weird, very I I can't even describe it. It was didn't Uh sound anything like the one that we all the you know the version that everybody hears now.
1: Well, that's what they used to do with the uh, with the CD minis and the uh, ca- singles. Is that they put additional versions of the song on there? Right. Yes, I said ca- singles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, Mike. Actually, hey, one we get number one, "Joyride" by Roxette.
6: Which Mike are you talking about?
1: Uh, you. <laughs> You're the I'm talking about 7- Roxette, minus. Mike. I I mean you. <laughs>
6: Actually, uh, out of the uh, out of the songs off the Joyride album, this one's yeah. on my favorite. Okay. It, yeah. It's a good, good song. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, the song that I prefer off this album, we're going to talk about later.
1: Ah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. And that brings us to one week at number one. High five with the, the I Like the Way, The Kissing Game. <laughs> I, I, I did a lot of research for this show And I still have no fucking clue What song this is Oh I remember this song
3: It was not good It's the, bus. This was I the think, bus I think this is the type of song That like when when you, I mean if you've heard it This is the type of song That like everybody has a part It's like You feel like you should be playing Like spin the bottle With this song or something
1: <laughs> I, I don't know Oh boy Alright So two weeks at number one I don't want to cry By Mariah Damn. Hey Okay. second verse, same as the first on our Mariah Carey conversation. That's yeah, really A little a bit
0: squeaky, like, a little bit worse. One, once yeah. you've heard one Mariah Carey song, you've heard, them, heard all. them
1: all. Legitimately heard them all, yes. And this, I think, was her power ballad.
0: Yep. Alright, one week at number one,
1: Extreme. More Than Words.
5: Now that I've tried Talk to you and make you understand
4: I know this one,
0: Mr. That is hey, the, the, the cringiest song ever. Play oh, that a prom. my God. Hey. You? Play? All
1: right. So, none of y'all know the pain of actually growing up in Hudson, Massachusetts, where Nuno <laughs> Bettencourt was from. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the next
2: town, hey, I live I in the next town over. Like, I know. <laughs> I, I, I live there now, and we do have that, that big sign on 62 that includes him. Oh, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god this was yeah every everyone in 1991 this was your prom song
5: <laughs>
6: pretty much oh
2: it's it's
1: not a bad song it's just that I don't know Nuno's an asshole and it's just kind of like oh, yeah. well
5: part well
0: a- part of it too part of it too is like it it you're right, Andy. It's actually not a bad song. It's actually very sweet, and it's actually very nice, but it just got yeah. so overplayed. It's just
1: yeah. lost it all its meaning.
2: It yeah. definitely got overplayed, and it's also the fact that, like, you know, people were telling me, this is about blowjobs. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. okay.
4: Yeah. That's not what that's not what the Monster Ballads commercial in the mid 90s told me. No. This, was, no. this was featured heavily in that commercial, and I saw that one a lot. I feel like I would have remembered I, that.
1: Oh God. I think it's interesting though, because this is like Extreme was a hairband. And right. this is the only presence of ha- of a hairband on on the number ones of nineteen ninety one, which I think Shadows, things to come.
3: Well, yep. and it's like, well, you think about it, like this is like again. You look at all the songs on here. Nothing here is really like hard edge, you know, rockia. Here, I mean, well, this, is, yeah. this is
0: this is this is the last hurrah for the most part. The last hurrah for adult top forty. I guess you
2: could yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. It's 1991, so the 80s are still hanging on. Like, if you look at the art from the time, you look at Saved by the Bell, the the, the 80s are gripping it by their fingertips, going, "No, we're not going anywhere."
3: And the not past, <laughs> and just and it's just pastel, loads yes. of <laughs> pastel everywhere. We're oh, talking and we pastel. All, we shorts. all
0: know the pat. We all know the pattern too, because it's on Dixie cups.
4: Is that Dixie oh, cups? Yes, pattern. yes, that's it. <laughs>
1: So, for our next song, we're going to be taking a page from our our good friend M at Verbal Diorama, and we're going to give you the obligatory Keanu Reeves reference. (laughs) with five weeks at number one, Rush Rush by Paula Abdul.
6: See, I
3: think the video was what made this, because it was basically a homage to, um, what's it called? It's Rebel Without a Cause. Right. So, It's it's a shot-for-shot remake. Right. Hey, let's go from James Dean to Reeves, but hey, you
4: know. Talk to me, Jeff! (sighs) All I ever do is talk! Your parents?
5: Father! We used to be such good friends, but it's much
6: harder now. Look at her. Slicing and dicing poor old dad for lunch. And he just lets her walk all over
5: All I know is that every time we talk, don't send an argument.
6: They think they can solve everything by running away. He
5: hates me.
4: Why did you put that kid in the hospital?
3: I didn't want her to hurt him. can I can't pretty uh, quickly. So,
5: I'll give and it. This, Yeah.
2: This was yeah. around the time we had our new drama teacher, and uh, he, he claimed that he had taught Paola Abdul at high school uh, oh. back when he lived on the West Coast. Oh. And uh, <laughs> she was just a big... A big dance goof, apparently. <laughs> and, like, she she taught Janet Jackson how to dance, and Janet Jackson taught her how to sing. That's the story. Oh,
1: yeah. Anybody have any thoughts on this song before we move on? Because it spent <sighs> five weeks at number one. It was... It's, it really is B-list uh, Paula Abdul in terms of her hits. Well, I think it's one of
3: those things where it's like, she was trying to... It's like, you know, okay, you know, she was very... Um, you know, like her, her whole shtick was dance. So her music was very upbeat dance type music. So when she did something like this, it was very, very out of character. But like I said, I think the video was what made this song so popular because again, it was a shot for shot of rebel without a cause. So, and it had Cano in it. I mean, and you know, who didn't love Cano at the time. So I think that had a little bit of star power behind it. I, I you know, but when it comes to the song, it was just very. Um, if you want to go to sleep, this is the song to put on. You know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now you'll have to you'll have to educate me on the Paula Abdul history. Was this before or after Opposites Attract? After. So this is, is around, the that... time, around the same time,
1: actually.
3: Um, I think it was around well, the
4: you... same time. It was around that
3: same
1: i track when was on her first to- album. This is her second album.
3: So I thought Obsidian was on the second album, but I guess... I guess no. Not oh, okay.
4: Never mind. So, you know, don't you think that, you know, even if you said it's a B-list Paula Abdul track, that, you know, you're coasting off of a prior hit, you know, for some of these things? And True, that's yeah. Five weeks feels a little long for a number one hit, you know, of, of that year, but, you know, could just be a little bit of that MC Scat Cat kind of... <laughs> uh, you know, nostalgia. Well. I don't know.
1: So, all right. Well, let's move on now. One week at number one. We referenced it earlier. It's unbelievable by EMF. Oh.
5: oh! <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: unbelievable. How <laughs> much more 90s can you make a song when you actually have, like, the hook at the end of the chorus be Dice, uh, Andrew Dice Clay?
5: Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Ew! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Miss Muffet. Oh! Chuck and Jill went up a hill and I haven't had a meaningful conversation with my children in five years. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh God, yeah. <laughs> I, EMF is, it got to the success level that I really wished for Jesus Jones. <laughs> Again, <laughs> a very 90s thing to say. Very yeah, I thought the two of them one, were the same. Yeah, they may as well have been. And then really around were. the same time, and then around the same time, the Charlatans UK came around. It's like, oh man, they're all like, they're kind of the same, but they're different. I don't know.
4: I mean, I have the Charlatans UK on vinyl. I don't have EMF on vinyl. So that tells you what you need to know. Oh, very,
1: did you have some friendly on vinyl?
4: No. Oh, okay. Because that's, I had that on cassette.
1: I actually Todd. Speaking of the charlatans, I have the only one I know on a 12 inch, um, 12 inch single. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. So, yes. Yeah. Next time I see you, I'll have to loan that to you because it's some pretty good stuff that isn't, uh, the only one I know on there.
4: Yeah. I have us and us only. Is that what you said? No, that's. No, anyway. some
1: friendly. Yeah. Some friendly was the one I was referencing. Also from 1991.
4: All right, everybody,
1: where were you in the summer of 1991? Because it was, certainly was listening to seven weeks' worth of Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah,
2: I was going to park on this for a minute.
1: Go so, ahead. Go ahead, this, Catherine. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> so, uh, opening night, I went with a bunch of my friends from the live-action game uh, in costume to go see opening night... <laughs> Prince
0: of hold, hold on, hold on a second, Catherine. Where did you go see it? Opening night.
2: Uh,
0: Woburn. Oh, okay. Oh, so you so yeah, because opening night, we went to see it. Do you remember the old uh, movie theater and right off of uh, one hundred and ten in Chelmsford, next to um, used to be oh. a Toy World. Yeah, Yeah, we
2: didn't didn't go to films for for movies often, at least. Well, no, I'm
0: just just saying the only reason I bring up is because opening night, I went with James, and everybody from AB was there.
2: (laughs) Which is weird, because
1: I I saw it in Maynard.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was in Woburn, and a friend of mine that I kind of got into LARP but uh, we were already friends. Yeah, she actually translated this song into Tolkien Elvish. Oh, you Oh, God. I mean, so Why? I learned... So I, uh, not only did I sing this a lot, I sang this in English and Elvish. <laughs> there is my shame bared for the world. <laughs> oh,
0: that, is, that is truly cringeworthy there, Catherine. Catherine, wow. you disappoint me. Wow. You know what, No.
4: I'm actually impressed. You <laughs> <know what? laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that's impressive to me. If yeah.
0: ever was, if ever
6: was a song that Aragon were sung to, uh, what's her name? It would be this song. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. And, and, so yeah. in my defense, this was when I first started making like really good, you know, friends outside of school. Like I had I had another best friend who is still a best friend, but this was when I really started making friends because like I was already so unpopular at school, I didn't have a lot of friends at school. Oh. So it was really cool to like have friends. And I'm like, I will do anything just to be friends. I will dress up in a really good outfit. I will sing a song in Elvish, whatever. You're uh, you have
5: you
2: Andy? <laughs> yeah.
3: This was everyone's prom song in 1991. <laughs> or at least 92. <laughs> this, 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 mo- this was a summer movie. this
1: was a summer movie. It would had to your prom 92. song in 92. Yeah. Still. It was actually
3: not. Well, I would never. The um, Westy was not. Actually, was was Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton.
2: Yeah, I don't oh, I don't remember it's actually been from 92.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> this was on the list though and it thankfully it lost.
1: Oh god. I just that's- It's the weird thing is if you go back and you watch Prince of Thieves, Michael Kamen worked the song into the score. Right,
0: yep. because it wasn't released, it wasn't it was originally released as part of his album. It wasn't originally part of the uh, the score or the. Uh...
1: No, it was. It was released at for the movie. It, it, it was included, there I was think. A tie-in.
3: There was yeah, a tie
1: in. Yeah, it was it a tie in to it. It was, it was written originally for the movie, but it also ended up on his album because that's how you cross promote it. Because Brian Adams at li- is no fool when it comes to the fact that nobody was going to buy that soundtrack solely for that one song and then all of Michael Kamen's music. Right.
2: Also, also, didn't they do like an interesting montage for this at the Oscars, where they like mixed it in with a whole bunch of famous scenes? And one of them that you know, the only reason I remember this was because one of the things that they did was uh, uh, Wesley and Buttercup coming out of the snow sand in in Princess Bride.
1: Oh, really? I, yep. I didn't. See, I, I, I distinctly remember I had rehearsals that night, so I could not be there to watch the Oscars for that. Uh, for that performance,
2: it was even, yeah. So, I got it
1: just in time to watch like Anthony it. Hopkins win Best Actor, but. <laughs> uh, okay, anything else about this one before we move on?
3: <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because, you know, you had, Brian Adams had, like, you know, Reckless, which was actually a, you know, pretty pretty decent album.
1: Reckless is played, a very good album.
3: And then he did this. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is why Canada's apologizing
5: Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so one week at number one. Promise of a new day by uh, Paula Abdul.
5: Was,
3: eh, this is like a little more upbeat, but it was like still. Eh.
1: Can you dance in the video, Paula? Okay, good. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all it comes down to: the videos where she dances and the videos where she does not dance. Yep. Oh boy. Okay. Two weeks at number one. I adore me more by color me bad. Welcome to the shit pile of
0: 1991. <laughs> Oy vey.
3: All I can think of is when like Beavis and Butthead did like, you know, I wanna pick you up and they said this is yeah. that really this is that band that had George Michael, Kenny G, and Snow. Yeah. <laughs> and all the guys did look like all of them too.
1: And the token black guy looked like Terrence Trent Darby. Yeah.
3: I think to quote to quote Beavis, it was a super suck group.
5: Oh,
0: God. <laughs> it's...
5: This is
1: <laughs> not good. No, this is just not nope. good pop music. It's it's it, it hits all the earmarks of the '91 pop scene, which was essentially that unsincere hypersincerity, um, multiple voice parts, and just like you're trying to be clever with your title. I adore me and more. Okay, that and I'm going to sex you up. And here's our best of. I'm who are you kidding with that best of? There's two songs on there.
3: You know, the sad thing about these songs, too.
1: It's about as and, useless as Tone Loke having a best of.
3: But I think what made this song even worse, well, this and just the whole album, for example, it's like, I knew guys who were, like, the popular, like, jock guys who were yeah. trying to emulate this. Like, they would talk like, baby, I want to be true to you. You okay. know, and like, like that, that attitude. And I'm like, ugh. And I'm like you know all I can think of is like that 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 you know gif of like Schmidt from you know from New Girl puking you know it's just oh. I mean it's just it, no like these guys would all try to act like that like you know they would talk to the girls like the, like they were these guys and I'm just like oh god what's <laughs> my <of> the album <laughs> <laughs> oh here we go justice for all thank you
1: thank you thank you all yeah, right. I, to, I
3: actually had to have an argument. With the first, it was a guy in school. He was like one of the popular guys, and he and I had actually an argument. And he tried to argue with me that people like Gerardo and ABC were more of a future than Metallica. Ah.
5: <laughs> and of
3: course, I lost the argument because I wasn't in the popular crowd. So I'm yeah. like, yeah. And uh, how would they all do?
5: You know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> save that
0: one for the save, save that one for the high school reunion oh I will <laughs>
1: oh man alright so moving on one week at number one uh, some jagoff named Mackie Mac and his funky bunch yeah
5: can you feel it baby
0: Whatever happened to that, that ass wipe, huh? Um, <laughs> I don't know, he, did, he, did, he did some underwear commercials, and that's all uh, I remember. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And him, he is a Wahlberg. He is the epitome of Massachusetts. I mean, he Get is the drowned. worst possible way.
1: So you is respect oh, yeah. that Wahlberg, damn it. <laughs> he wakes up at 4 o'clock every morning. He puts on his, his white shirt. Then he goes down to Wahlberg's and works till 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Dealing with these ass wipes and these sullies that just keep coming in to his fucking store. Uh, Yeah, Joe, you're absolutely right. Mark Wahlberg, as well as, and by extension, Donnie Wahlberg, or as I like to call him, Wahlberg the lesser. um, (laughs) These guys, seriously, they are, they epitomize Boston in all of the worst tropes possible. Marky (laughs) Mark did time for a race-related assault.
3: Yep. All right. Well, let's just say let's just. I want to just go into Mark for a minute, like Wambo well, because like see, everybody thinks like, oh my god, he's 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 such a Massachusetts guy because it's like first off, he played. I mean, I know we're going a little ahead of here, but you know when he played the cop in the um, you know the bombing movie, he's like you yeah. know the, he's like the beat cop Tommy Webber who all of a sudden knows exactly <laughs> how to solve the whole damn case of the whole bomb thing, and then apparently um, he was the new Spencer for Spencer for Hire. Oh, yeah. oh god, see that. <laughs> There's a you know scene what? where basically he's having sex with a woman, and the woman starts yelling, "Go socks!"
6: Yeah, I'm like, really? oh, god, that's oh, god. No. oh god! I mean, oh.
3: god. come on! I mean, it's just that—that's—it's like Mark Wahlberg. It's like you know, I bleed Massachusetts, and it's you know like what? I didn't even know he was from Massachusetts when I was younger. When I listened to the Funky Bunch
0: shit, you know what, Andy? They need to do it behind the bastards of the Wahlbergs. They are a crime <laughs> against humanity.
1: They, they kind of do because you ball. know I just thank, I just thank God that we actually had some semblance of social distancing in Times Square this year, so we didn't have to watch Jenny McCarthy suck face with uh with Markey's lesser brother.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm, just, well, I'm just, I'm uh, remembering. Like, I'm pretty sure, like our, our cheerleading squad was doing the, the 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 funky bunch dances or something, and it was like, oh. what? what? No, no. It's like either either they were doing it on purpose or we were making fun of it. I can't remember because it was 1994. Well, <laughs> well, again, it was,
0: it was, done well, again, in iron, iron, irony.
3: The popular jocks decided to do a lip sync thing, and they all basically were shirtless with uh, overalls and hats on backwards. So, oh dear. kind of. I mean, th- yeah, there's a picture that will you'll
1: haunt you for the rest of your days. Ninety-one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Oh, what a shit year. And what about this? Sorry, can we can we now stop? At, well, let's stop talking about the man. Let's talk about the music. Um, if I didn't know <laughs> any better, I would have assumed that this came from CNC Music Factory.
5: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Every single beat and pulse of this song is going to make you sweat.
0: Come on, come on, come on. Feel it, feel it! <laughs> I'm, surp- surp- uh, I'm surprised, that, <laughs> I'm surprised sure. the lawsuits weren't flying.
1: Well, CNC Music Factor is already mired in the Mar- Martha Wash wa- lawsuits, so... Yeah, it's true. Uh, I, guess, I guess by that silence, we move on. Yeah. To yet yeah. another Mariah Carey song... <laughs> God, make it
0: stop! How did she get so many? How did she get so many singles onto the Billboard 100? Jesus, pretty. she squeaked! Yeah, it is a squeak. She squeaked, She's squeaked her. She squeaked her way to the top. Okay, that's how I it always
3: happened. thought
1: she. I always thought in this it's era she looked like a chipmunk. So, <laughs> but yeah, emotions. Three weeks at number one. God help
0: us. <laughs> jesus christ what's wrong with us i don't know what was wrong with this nation in
2: 1991
0: was wrong with the planet What was wrong with this nation in 1991 There was so much hope at the end of the 80s
2: you want to the wall a wall
0: came down. down i mean you... Union was splitting up and we get mariah carey
3: yep i mean if, if you're gonna hear a song with the word emotion in it i mean uh, you gotta go with the timeless classic emotions in motion by ricka kasik
1: yes exactly <laughs> I mean that Adam's apple doesn't sing itself. I mean, you know, <laughs> a thousand times over. We don't we don't dismiss the dead like that, Mike. What? Absolutely, we don't. Yeah. All right. So one week, number one, "Romantic" by Karen with a Y White. I don't know this one. <laughs> okay. I I don't know it either. I think we're moving on. Yes, um,
3: um, White, one That White. What song that you did have that was a hit, like in the late '80s? Was what? there? No, there was. It was like a song that she did. I can't remember it. Okay, but she had a hit like prior to that that I remember it was a little more um, known. Yeah. So I think, but I think this one only did like I don't remember. All I know is she was one song that I know I've listened to, and it was not. Wikipedia
2: says she's known for Superwoman, Love Saw It, Secret Rendezvous, The Way You Love Me.
3: The way you love me—that's the one I was. Thinking All right, of. but Secret Rendezvous and- is the other. Is another one. So I mean, those two were. I think. After that, she just really didn't do anything
0: after this. I... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, so moving on. That about sums, sums it up. Yeah. That's
1: Two weeks cool. at number one, and the reason why you're not going to hear nearly as many drops for audio as you do in most other music shows, uh, <laughs> Cream by Prince and the new Power Generation, because I'm tired of us getting demonetized over it. Um... I really have very little memory of the New Power Generation era of Prince. I just remember not caring for it as much.
3: Yeah. And
1: I love Prince. Well,
3: no. It was like... No, I mean, I I tried, and I just... It didn't feel like there was anything there that really stuck out. And like I said, there's some really good, like, deep-cut Prince stuff. If you really, like, go beyond what everybody's heard, there's some really good stuff, but... I just don't remember anything, like you said, Andy, I don't remember anything out of the new Power Generation that really, really kind of hit it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, anybody else have any thoughts on Cream? Um. Which is not Get Up, <laughs> the song that everyone does think of when they think <laughs> of the uh, the Symbol album. Two pumps, one cream? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. You know, it only sounds dirty, but when you know the context of it, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, It's a Behind the Bastards reference, by the way Okay, moving on We're almost done with this goddamn <laughs> list here Number When we get number one When a man loves a woman Written by Michael Bolton I'm sorry, uh, warbled by Michael Bolton <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: Alright, do you remember actually Was it SNL SNL ripped on this I remember it was, I think it was Kevin Nealon Yes, it was, it was. It was Kevin Nealon. Bolton and he's singing all these songs like they're his uh, his own. And then at the end, he goes to the piano. He's, like, thinking hard. He goes to the piano and goes, it just goes, da 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 He looks up like he just, like, brilliantly created a new song.
1: <laughs> I thank God Michael Bolton found a sense of humor about himself. Yeah. And yeah. decided to spend the last 15 years cultivating that image.
3: Did you see um, the Netflix special he did? The yes. Yes. That's yes. why it's a st- Honestly, I, I i have a newfound respect for Michael Bolton after watching that because at one point you just see him all of a sudden, something goes on. He goes, He's gone 90s Bolton. And all of a sudden, like this, the, the, <laughs> was, like, the, the acid washed jacket and jeans come yep. out. The hair magically grows into the mullet. <laughs> that was a, I know. It, the funny thing is, yeah, you got to give him credit. He will make fun of himself, and he knows it's, it.
1: It's worth it. So, anybody who has not yet seen. The Valentine's Day Michael Bolton special on Netflix.
4: Check that out. It's brilliant. Yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, Miguel Bolton? This is a great song. The original is so much better. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. That goes without saying. Yes.
1: All right. One week at number one. A song I actually really like a lot. uh, PM Dawn. Set Adrift on Memory Bliss. It's a good song.
5: caress you until i meet the thought of mrs princess who often wonder what makes her work i guess i leave that question to the experts assuming that there are some out there they probably alone solitaire i can remember when i caught up with a past the intimate friend she said but you're probably gonna say i look lovely but you probably don't think nothing of me she was right though I I can't lie. She's just one of those corners of my mind, and I just put it right back with the rest. That's the way it goes, I guess.
1: Which sampled heavily from "True" by Spando Ballet.
3: I think you know. this is after out of all the songs? I think it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's sampled,
1: but it's sampled well. It's sampled well. It's 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 nice too because it's got like that nice smooth soul. It's got a bit yes. of a hip hop edge to it, but it's very trippy. It's like it. Just, it just feels like it's going in like this puff of hookah smoke, and it's just it's it's this lovely just audible feeling that you get listening to the song. I've, I've listened to this album, too. This album is actually really good. I wish these guys did better.
3: Andy, would you say this song would rank in the same kind of, um, like, you know, hooky feeling as, like, Bread's if?
1: Go to hell, Mike.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Straight to hell, my friend. Straight to hell. You're just so glad to have me back, aren't you? I am. I am. <laughs> oh boy! Anybody else have any thoughts on Set Adrift? Because only spent one week at number one, so unfortunately, too we still can't spend I, that time. It's no, an no.
3: it's underrated. It's an underrated song, I, I think. It, like, yeah. Underrated for not being as long as it should have.
1: Yes. And then finally, the out 1991, four weeks, Black and White by Michael Jackson. No <laughs> surprise this wasn't longer. Well, this is the this is just this ends out the year. This could have had a couple more weeks than '92. I I'd never bothered to look. Oh.
3: Um, well, I mean, also, you know, continue Macaulay Culkin's career for a little bit. Oh,
1: yeah. God. <laughs> Something that only Richie Rich and the Good Son would kill.
3: Did you ever see Was it, I think in Living Color did a parody of Home Alone with Michael Jackson? Oh, no. And they had, oh, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> and at one point, it, it's like, and it was like Tommy Davidson's like doing Michael Jackson, like trying to break into the house. And he's, oh, like, no. he's like, don't worry, Macaulay, here, we can go blow bubbles. He's got like, you know, and of course...
1: No, them. no, oh, no, yeah.
3: no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But then, no. But they pulls out regular bubbles and just starts blowing them. So,
1: still, I, if I had a water bottle, if I had a spray bottle, right now. Oh,
2: I Although they, you know, they did hire Macaulay Culkin for the uh, the Somewhere News movie.
1: Oh, that's right, they
6: did.
2: They did. I
6: do, remi- I do yep. remember In Living Color actually did a parody of this song with. Uh, I think uh, I think Jim Carrey was singing it. And I just remember, uh, like, the chorus like, even my own mother doesn't know if I'm black or white. Oh,
3: it was like, am I black or
6: white? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's funny. Speaking of in college, like we just saw it twice. They pushed the envelope a lot a lot of things like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They really did. They really did. They got
1: away with a lot of it. It could yeah, be. That I, haven't, I haven't gone back to watch any of it, and I'm sure it's aged terribly, uh, but, well, you know, no, there's <laughs> nothing that nostalgic laugh.
6: <laughs> this was his first album after the, um, the Pepsi commercial thing. Was It, it, was, like, it, was, like no, it no, was like a comeback. No, the commercial no. thing
1: was Thriller. It was during the uh, the Jacksons uh, back in like 85. 85, 86. This is, this is after Bad. And oh. I just find it astounding that the quote-unquote king of pop, I, I just always felt musically, he always was moving backwards. It's like Thriller was a great album. And then Bad was like, man, there's a couple of good songs on there. Like, you get smooth criminal out of that one. And then this one's just like, Oh, we're just selling. We're just selling that as Michael, aren't we? Mm.
6: Does this one it's have just, "Dangerous" on it?
4: This, I I believe, dang- Yeah, right? this is yeah. This dangerous is, is the, the, it's the album.
2: For something yeah. else, as Dangerous is the album this year.
4: Because I actually oh, like yeah. that song. Okay. Remember, the time was a good song too. Good, yeah. vi- good video. Yeah. good song. Yeah, well, I Black or white
1: video said. with Magic Johnson and a man. I'm sorry, Iman. <laughs> so yeah sorry that was an old joke when she married david bowie so i got that <sighs> yeah really uh, well that man. was that was the well, number of Black and white
4: spent three more weeks on the charts in january of 1992 oh my so god so seven total right
1: okay oh yeah oh god well that was fun now let's dig into some social media shall we we actually got some uh, pretty nice responses from a lot of our Friends on the uh, on the socials, so I will kick us off with a few. Actually, Mike, did John John had one for us, right?
6: Um, I have no idea.
1: I, oh, I didn't, I, okay. Well, you know what? I'll 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 grab that in just a little bit after I hit our Twitter. So yeah. we had a, a lot of support on um our Twitter feed from a number of great podcasts here. So we've got the Capes. Uh, capes on the couch which you can follow them on twitter at capes on the couch Uh, step in the arena by gang star all sold out by pete rock and cl smooth low end theory by atcq and apocalypse 91 by public enemy 91 was a great year for hip-hop which Catherine's husband is going to get into in just a few moments yep our friend kirk smith who was a constant, uh, watcher on our YouTube live feed brings up Roll the Bones by Rush. Mm-hmm. The For Nerds by Nerds podcast, which is F at FNBN podcast brings up You Could Be Mine by Guns and Roses, one of my favorite uh-huh. songs of all time. Uh, then we've got, uh, Nerdy Photographer podcast, which is at The Nerdy Photo. Uh, says while 1991 gave us Temple of the Dog, it also gave us the boy who ate lasagna and could jump over the church by King Missile. Oh, jeez. <laughs> King Missile. <laughs> oh. the Geek Peak Podcast at Geek Peak Pod brings up blood sugar, sex, magic from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers is a is forever a jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids, uh, kids watching at Kids Watching Podcast brings up, I can dig ten, but I spent a lot of time listening to Cypress Hill's self-titled first album. Loved that album. Metallica's Black Album 2, but I don't listen to it much now. Uh, can still uh, chuck on Cypress and throw some elbows. Uh, we got the Paul and Griff show, which is at uh, Paul N. Griff show. Brings up Use Your Illusion 2 by Guns N' Roses, which uh, I will agree. The Better of the Two.
3: Is A Strange on that one?
1: Um, no, I think A Strange might be on the first one. Yeah. That was probably my
3: favorite out of the two albums. That was my favorite, probably my favorite song.
1: Okay, yeah. It's, just, it's I tough because I've said this before about um, Use Your Illusion, which I don't believe any of us brought up, right? No. No, I didn't. On nah. our album? Okay. I've always said that it's like there's one really good album there, and then like another album that's all filler. Unfortunately, it's spread out over two albums, right? Mm. So okay, we've got a uh, friend of the show, Dave McClain, who brings up Woodface by Crowded House. is an excellent album and definitely qualifies as a deep cut. Andy, will, Andy, me, will pick uh, Trump Lemond uh, from the Pixies. Uh, but let him as realistically the last time he gets to do it. Now, that's, that's true, Dave, but I didn't actually use Trump LeMond as one of my records. Um, realistically, this year belongs to the guys from Seattle. He goes uh-huh. on to write that it needs to be explained to anyone under the age of 40 that up until 1991, if you liked R.E.M., U2, and Nirvana, you were a music-obsessed hipster who probably had the midnight shift on the college radio station. After 1991, you were just a guy. Still, still, if alternative music had to go mainstream, the first four bars of Smells Like Teen Spirit is a pretty awesome way to go. Um, And also, in the spring of 1991, uh, his friend, Big Rob Mohawk, left a message on his answering machine inviting him to see a band, uh, Vavoid. Vavoid sucked, and Rob would make me pay for his ticket, so I said no. Opening for Vavoid with two tiny bands no one had heard of uh, yet, called Nirvana and Pearl Jam. The show was 10 bucks.
3: It's kind of wow. funny. You think about it. That That's like the seeds of grunge right there.
1: It is. It, it really it hadn't,
3: like, so not to like 94, 95, and it really took off, but it was like 93, 94-ish, I'm thinking. Yeah. It really took off, but that was like the beginning.
2: Yeah, 90, 91 is when, you know, Nevermind came out. Well, I was going to talk about this later, but yeah, 91, Nevermind comes out, and that puts grunge on the map, and then 10 comes out, and that keeps it on the map.
1: Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. All right, so we've got uh, keeping up with the Cardassians. That's the Star Trek Cardassians. That Cardassians pod brings <laughs> oh, up <good. laughs> pocketful of kryptonite by Spin Doctors was released in August 1991. Super was underrated really? band and album. Yes, mm. they didn't start charting until 92. So Little Miss can't be wrong with the night. 90- was was a hit from 92. Yeah, and. I actually had the pleasure of seeing them as the headliner on a show with Cracker and the Gin Blossoms. And that is the most 90s thing I'm going to say. That, today. Is, that is the
3: 90s, 90s, 90s thing you've ever 90ed.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I might have been wearing CK1 when I went to the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> but were you drinking Crystal Pepsi, please? Oh, no, but I'm no, you know, actually, Todd, Zima. I was a drinking age then. I could have been drinking a Zima.
4: That's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> All right, and then we've got uh, the last one here: the FN Nerds podcast. FN underscore Nerds brings up Enter Sandman, Metallica.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> um, which, uh, which I had to listen to it over and over and over oh, yeah. and over.
0: Well, I you know I mentioned that, I mentioned that during our our uh, album uh, uh, cast. Discussion, uh, yes. Discussion about uh, the Black Album. And, you know, I, like I said, Enter Sandman was my favorite song off that album. It is their most mainstream song. Oh, yeah.
2: It is It is absolutely their most mainstream song. I liked A Wolf and Man myself. Uh, but uh, uh, one of the things uh, that I, I was going to mention, I was going to talk about this. I know you guys talked about the album already. I was going to say that uh, uh, in the Josie and the Pussycats movie, um. There was the the boy band Crashlands, and they're presumed dead. Oh
5: yeah. And it
2: turns out it turns out they're not dead. They they just crashed at a, a Metallica concert, and Seth Green is the only character able to speak. He's like, "Yes, we crashed at a Metallica concert, and thank God we knew the lyrics to Enter Sandman." Here, if one knew the lyrics to Enter Sandman.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. All right, so we've got returning feedback here from uh, Chris of Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not
6: good. Actually, hold on, on, Annie. We did get one uh, Facebook feedback from uh, Jonna. I just found it. Yes, Uh, go for it. it. She just mentions uh, Amy Grant's Heart in Motion album.
1: Jonna, obviously, didn't grow up uh, in a religious family then because she might have been allowed to see her in concert. Uh. (laughs)
6: Not, not tremendously religious, but you know.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm just making I'm just making the joke about the uh, the people who are like, oh, Amy Grant's turned her back; she's going to Satan now. Yeah,
2: there's the difference between go- practicing religion and being religious.
1: That's yeah. that's very true. That is very true. Yeah, she's gonna be doing a uh, double uh, a triple bill right now with Gigi Allen and Mayhem. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, somebody, for getting that joke. Okay. So we've got feedback from Chris from Chris's Cultural Corner, who brings up his random.org, where he takes the, the billboard Hot 100 and finds us five songs to discuss. Um, so we've got number 69 that year, Love Takes Time by Mariah Mariah Carey. Chris writes, I do like this song. I was a big Kiss 108 uh, fan. No kidding. And this song is <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> 3 AM Eternal by the KLF KLF uh-huh,
6: uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. is gonna
1: rock ya KLF is gonna rock ya KLF is gonna rock ya um, the British electronic band that had just leaned, I uh, just learned on Wikipedia that they were also known as the Time Lords and had a song called Doctor and the TARDIS. Now, I now have respect for them.
2: Yeah, yeah, doctor.
1: yeah no, Doctor and the TARDIS is the <laughs> uh, Hey, Doctor, that is the KLF.
2: Hey, the
1: TARDIS, yes. I actually, I didn't like, I, I, it took me a little while to get into the KLF, but they were very much a freshman year of college band for me. Um, things that make you go, hmm, by CNC Music Factory, a song that was made popular, uh, a popular bit done on the Arsenio Hall show. You can't get more early 80s, early 90s than that. I don't know. I think I topped it earlier. Um, (laughs) Miles Away by Winger. Eh, not bad. I've heard better Winger songs. Really? (laughs) Have (laughs) you? I've been playing bass guitar for about a month now, and I guarantee I'm a better bass player than Kip Winger.
5: <laughs> I never I mean, saw him play it.
1: I used to see him like pull up on the strings and rub his ass with it, but I don't think I ever actually saw him play that thing in a video.
3: But Andy, can you beat that pearly white smile, though, man? That's I don't, a know.
1: Thing. I don't know. You gotta work on that part. Finally, Chris brings up Real 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 by Jesus Jones, or as my mom's old boyfriend used to call them, Jesus Honest. <laughs> for those thinking that jesus jones is a one-hit wonder well todd in the shadows don't uh, bother because jesus jones was a two-hit wonder thanks to this song although i've never heard it before have you yes actually i own doubt chris i i, I actually like this song better than the actual hit but wait a minute uh, yes. hold on wait a minute that's my line hey, i'm allowed to have the other hit as well michael
6: well okay andrew
1: okay <laughs> As, as we are now getting intellectual with these things, excuse it's me, funny, Daddy.
6: Me. Stop fighting.
1: <laughs> Final for you, kids. All right, <laughs> Catherine. Yes, I believe your so, husband, husband had something uh, that he, he wanted had, to share with us
2: on, on a, uh, a couple of the uh, hip hop songs that were not actually on our uh, list of things that we we're going to talk about. Okay. There is Naughty by Nature's OPP. Uh, he says it is an incredible example of call and response music, one of the oldest forms of music. And then the other one is Fuck Compton by Tim Dogg, which was a <laughs> old choice for a first single, given how powerful and influential NWA were and still are, as a matter of fact, at the time.
1: That's interesting. I actually, 1991 was the very was the very first year I ever actually laid out money for rap albums, and I bought uh, Ice T's OG Original Gangsta. Nice, good because yeah. I love were- New Jack City. So you know, I had, I had, had to tape. get New Jack Hustler <laughs> Cop Killer. Um, yeah, I had I had it on cassette, and it was just like it was just freeing to listen to it and just be like, fuck this, fuck this, fuck that, you know.
3: The new, Jack, the new Jack times were just pretty awesome. I mean, let's new,
1: just Yeah, yeah. New Jack rap ruled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so why don't we uh, get into some of these other singles that we put on the list here. And we're going to just kind of like breeze through these as well, because we're running a little long on side one here. So, um, again, going to mention the song. I know a lot of you guys mentioned them. Uh, you, you put them on here as well. So feel free to speak up when I bring it up here. So first off, we've got right here, right now, which was the big hit from Jesus Jones or Jesus Jones.
5: <laughs>
1: I actually I really like this and again like I said earlier th- I wish that they had the success that EMF had in terms of a number one hit okay, no? okay. <laughs> alright now I only put this on the, uh, the, these next two on the list because Mike brought them up on our last episode uh, original recipe Mike that is crucified by army of lovers <laughs> and do the Bartman by Bart Simpson
3: well, crucify the funny thing, the right joke with that one is, I remember seeing that on Beavis and Butthead all the time. And it was like, they start going, like, you know, the chick that's singing, she's like, the you girl, know, she's like in the big cleavage, and like, yes, yes. All of a sudden, the guy comes up, no, no. <laughs> so I remember, like, and so, like, uh, Brian Dermy and I would, like, constantly reference this one.
1: Yeah, it's, I actually, I, I, I went to a lot of clubs in college, so um, the Army of Lovers was one of these bands that they would play, Constantly, and really? you know, for its time, they are not—they're not terrible. They definitely fit within no. that that clubhouse scene that we were getting at the at that point. Do the Bartman on the on the other hand, I, I, <laughs> I, my daughter loves the Simpsons, and I have yet to introduce her to the song "Do the Bartman" because oh, it's just, just like it forever. <laughs> it's the well, it's like a, the low note in that early Simpsons marketing.
3: It was one of those things where the song like was like a hit like for like a day or two and then it was gone.
1: Yeah, like it was there, it was
3: popular. Like you heard it for like a week, and then it was that was it.
2: I I remember it having much more staying power than that, at least in my high school.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it was replaced by throwing our love down the well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, think, I think it was uh, replaced by uh, I'm in big big trouble by. Bart Simpson.
4: <laughs> yeah. See, I yeah. thought it was Can I Borrow a Feeling, which we'll definitely cover on that uh, retro retro album review, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Kirk Van Houten, let's do this. <laughs> Fill me
6: up with your glove of love. <laughs> D- didn't Michael Jackson have something to do with Do the Bart Man?
1: Yes. No. Uh, did he? I
2: think, I he, think was, he
1: did. He Ooh.
2: might have. If not, he's at least referenced. Now that thought, you mention it, the
6: I thought he was a
2: choir or some they, they, uh, they wrote a yeah, 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 now, now that you mention it, I think I think there is at least some reference to him. If nothing else, I don't know. It's okay. Been,
4: yeah, it's it's backing vocals. On yeah, and that was right around vocals, the time okay. of, of uh, you know he he did his episode of The Simpsons. Uh, you know a year or two later, so he was, yeah. he was kind of involved with The Simpsons from the start.
1: Oh, that's Ignant.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: that's Ignant.
4: Alright,
1: now here, here was a big hit in 91, Silent Lucidity by Reich. Another thing
2: that was a great song, but got overplayed, and during yeah. the last yeah. week of WAF, I was like, can you play some Reich? but I didn't specify, and this is what they played, and I was like, really? Really, this one? There's so many better queens Queensryche songs than this in this one. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, yeah, seriously, it came from Empire, which has a great (laughs) title track, and it's like, yeah. I mean, I like Silent Lucidity, but one of the guys I went to college with, this was like his sit sit in the room and mope song, and he, he had recorded this. He had two cassettes. One was like, both sides, front to back, silent lucidity, and the other one was True Colors by Cyndi Lauper. And it was just like, oh god, Les is sad again. I'm gonna go hang out in your room.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a good song, but it was so overplayed that I'm still tired of it.
5: And yeah. also,
2: I also sang it a lot because I was, yeah. you know. Mopey girl in the '90s, so yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like there are oh. some things I'm good with, and I can I can revisit it again. And this one, I'm someday someday I can listen to it and not be tired of it.
1: <laughs> All right. And so after that, we've got Groovy Train by the Farm. yeah okay, I'm judging by the sounds that no one else has ever heard this song before, so we can move on. <laughs>
0: I'm sure, I've Grace, heard, I'm sure I've heard it, I just don't remember it. Okay.
1: there Actually, I found this really great Spotify playlist of 1991 alternative rock. And this, <laughs> this appears on there. There's a lot of stuff like, oh yeah, that song. Oh yeah, I remember that song too. I love that song. But Grey Green by Nezatomic Dustbin, I absolutely, it just, that is a that is a fun alt-rock song. You can't go wrong when you've got One guitar and two bass players in the band. And one of the basses actually acts essentially as like the lead guitar player. It really is cool. Um, I kind of threw "Valerie Loves Me" by Material Issue in there just because I love that, that song. "Crazy" by Seal. It's a good
4: song.
2: I'd have to, I'd have to look that one up. It's not. It's not a, like. I like Seal, but I yeah. can't remember that particular song.
1: This was his very first hit. This is the one where he still had the dreadlocks. He still had the dreadlocks. So yeah, people were accusing him of ripping off Terrence Trent Darby's look.
3: And I never survive unless in it all crazy. Yeah. So the yeah, one thing it, no one, it, no
1: accused Terrence Trent Darby of doing is stealing Seal's career. So the all movie. right, and then the last one on my on on my singles list here is "Girlfriend" by Matthew Sweet.
5: You need to get back in the arms of a good friend. Oh, cause honey, believe me, she should love to call you my girlfriend.
1: Matthew Sweet, sweet. is a guitar genius. That's actually, I, a good, love, that's the, actually good I, I love I love like Matthew sweet, sweet. Yeah, it's got a great. I don't think he gets enough credit as being a guitar great.
0: What kind of ha- what, kind of, what happened to him? He just kind of, like, disappeared.
1: He, so was, right. he would do, like, still session... He would do session stuff. He actually did, like, this thing with um someone, you know, a late-90s stalwart of one-hit Wonderness, uh, Sean Mullins. They they had a band. Oh. In, like, the 2000s. But, yeah, Matthew Sweet actually had a, had a series of of singles throughout the 90s that i just absolutely love but yeah i like this song a lot so um i'm assuming mike did you uh good did you follow up with the next ones on here
2: mike mike who's got summertime
6: sorry sorry that was me yes yes sorry i forgot to unmute uh <laughs> unmute <unmoot? laughs> yes unmute what are you talking to moot <laughs> but it's, it's unmute the uh yes anyway um so yes uh the first one on my list is fading like a flower parentheses every time you leave by Roxette. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's the one off of, of that album that I really like. Oh, okay, because I saw a really really awesome um, anime music video based uh, around that song. And that's it's a, it's a good song, good. Yeah, well, check it out. Like I said last
1: year when we talked about Roxette the first time, I've never ever had a problem with Roxette. They oh. were fine.
0: Well, actually, <laughs> one one thing uh, to circle back on on uh, girlfriend. Now that um, Michael, of course, mentioned anime, the official music video for Girlfriend used footage from an anime film called Cobra. Yes, which was a kick, which is actually a kick ass anime. But, anyways, there that's my anime moment for the, the night. <laughs> so is that far, the guy I mean, is that the
3: guy with the uh, the arm for like the gun?
0: Yeah, yep.
6: oh, yeah. <laughs> Seeing that one as if there's not there's not more than one anime with guys with guns for arms.
3: Well, there's another Cobra with Sylvester Stallone. I mean, you know.
6: Yeah, but that's not anime. Well, no, it's not. Not, not much. Uh, anyway, the next song on my list is "Yeah, Summertime" by DJ Jesse, Jeff and the Fresh Prince.
0: It's a great song. It is a good <laughs> song. <laughs> that's a fun song. It is. That is a good
2: song. Yeah, that was one of the ones my husband's like. Okay, you guys are going to talk about that. That's fine,
6: because <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it wasn't on the list of number ones, so was like we have to talk about it in this song. Right. It's a fun song.
0: Well, because you know what? It's it's safe hip hop. Yes. You know, compared to what everything else that was coming out at the time.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. But like, unlike. Like, <laughs> right, but unlike like Freedom Williams that I mentioned earlier, because fuck that dude, they actually had a sense of humor about what they were doing, and they were having fun with it, and. Quite honestly, this second album they actually kind of grew a little bit as songcraft, you know, a song craftsman.
6: Mm-hmm. Fun song, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last two songs on my list are um, both country songs, both by Travis. Tritt. Okay, uh, here's a quarter. called someone who cares. That is which, a fun song. It's a really fun song, uh, and it's Basically, exactly what do you think? What it sounds like? He's just um, on. You know, here's Gordon Someone who cares. Yeah. Uh, and the other song uh, is called a uh, song called "Anymore." Um, it's it, it's a very you know, it's a country ballad, and the music video of it is actually the first in a trilogy that he does, all about a um, a Vietnam vet named uh, Mac that he plays who um, you know loses his legs in Vietnam. And just his struggles to overcome that. Let me make one last few to show you how I feel about you. Mm-hmm.
5: Cause there's no one else, I swear, holds a candle anywhere next to you.
6: Mm-hmm. My heart can't take the beating,
5: not having you to hold. A small voice keeps repeating deep inside my soul. It says I can't keep pretending. I don't love you anymore. I've got to take You know, this really
3: is Really videos. When, this is back when, like, country wasn't, like, pop garbage, garbages now.
6: Yeah, it, it's, it's the kind of midway between pop and country in...
3: It was a good contemporary... Yes, very time. much so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we were getting into the period where, in, in the early 90s, where, uh, where, uh, uh, country rock was becoming a big thing.
3: Like Garth Brooks mm-hmm. was kind of the uh, kind of he was kind of leading that whole charge at the time.
2: Mm.
1: But yeah, so
6: yeah, those are my those are my picks.
1: All right. Now, who uh, who brought up the next one? The next one's
2: Old uh, Bears" uh, by Chris Ray is me.
5: Okay. And,
1: and-
2: that is a blues song that I only got into uh, within, like, the last few years uh, when I was doing, like, hanging out with uh, people that were into blues on Second Life. But it is a really good song. And it came out this year in 91. And it is a really good just groove song that you could just put on and just chill out to. Yeah. Like, this This is one that I have, like, on a playlist that I listen to. Just calm down, you know. Relax. It's a good. It's a. That's all I got to say. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it's about, but it's just because I'm not good at learning the lyrics and what the story's about, but I just like I just like it. And that's all. Oh,
1: great. All right. Great. Who brought the next few here? Oh, that's me. <laughs> all right. Remember strike
3: never strike it up by black box?
1: Uh,
5: uh... No? no? Oh, oh! my god! Is that, that... who
1: did that
3: song? Track it up! Nobody's gonna stop my sound Track it up! You
1: know how lonely one can feel If I have the line And you have the face Then strike
5: it up and you'll find the rhythm's on time Don't have the line
0: going straight to your mind Just type in the pages where we're all about
5: they used to
3: yeah. use that as a. I remember actually, uh, there's two things I remember from that. One, I remember hearing that a lot when I worked at Victory. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going back yep. to that. And um, they used to use that song for the kickoff in the Patriots back in the 90s, too. Uh-huh. That was their kickoff song.
2: Yep, yep,
3: yep. And then, of course, you, you gotta go. I, I had to throw this one in. The one and only by Chesney Hawks. Remember that one?
1: Uh. No, I don't think uh, I did.
3: That's the way it was. Alright, you've, you've seen Doc Hollywood, right?
1: Yes. Know the
3: beginning uh, song?
2: So
3: yes. He's that guy with the blonde hair, the big mole on his face. Okay. Now he goes "I am the one and only oh, oh yeah oh yeah.
1: Jesus <laughs> Remember that one <laughs> just bring me back to all these things I wish not to visit. goodness <laughs> <Come on. laughs>
3: hey, Andy this is, this is what I do man. You know? yeah, I know um, then of course I had to put I had to put someone on for Bill round and round by Tevin Campbell because we know how much Bill McCarthy is a diehard Tevin fan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember he had like three cds and we went to like canada it was like tevin <laughs> you know you don't remember t-e-v-i-n album
6: the best things that tevin campbell ever did came in 1995 when he oh. voiced powerline and did the songs for a goofy movie
4: okay you're right about that mike
6: <laughs> <laughs> and uh the last one's been kind of a
3: this is kind of an outside this is uh this is going back to a little bit of the rap rap uh, hip-hop days Mr. Dabalina by Dell the Funky Homo Mr. Dabalina. you thought you
5: could manipulate you thought, you could fool me. Ooh, ooh, uh,
0: Mr. teach Wizard put me on a stuff that he stole me. Prince could be fraudulent just to wait and see. First he was my money grip, then he stole my honey dip. Mr. Dabalina is a serpent. Don't you agree? The little two-timer resembles Ejavama with jeans and a dirty white hood. Seems like he wouldn't be a snake
3: or oh, wood. This- and this is actually, Joe. You might know this reference because you listen to Toucher and Rich, and Fred brought this up. Uh, the Mister Doubleina, Mister Bob Dublina, Mister Doubleina, Mister Bob Dublina. It was actually a reference to that. Yep. And um, <laughs> do you know the reference, Joe?
0: I do. What
3: is it?
0: Oh God! Now you're gonna make me. <laughs> of, course I, of course, I go blank. Jesus.
3: It was from. Um, it was from Zilch by the Monkeys.
0: Yep. That's
3: uh, Peter Torko's Mr. Dubolina, Mr. Bob Dubolina. It was like this whole like thing that they all did. So These guys sampled that and made a whole rap song out of it. It's actually a pretty good song.
1: I, I recommend it. Mm. Awesome. And I think that, that does us. Does anybody else have any other singles before we wrap up side one? Proof is in the heart. Yeah, that was 91, wasn't it? I, yeah. It was like so late 1990 that it may as well have been 1991. Are I always songs.
4: I always like Delight.
3: The
1: groovy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Bohemian Rhapsody was a, a, a single in this year but this was before Wayne's World came out. So does anybody remember why Bohemian Rhapsody would have charted? in high- greatest, only- greatest
0: greatest hits 2 was released in uh, 1991 after Freddie Mercury's death. Yeah, right, right, like, like
4: immediately after he died. Like he
1: died yep. like one day in November and then one day in December, the greatest hits came out. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. it was it was only aided by Wayne's World.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah. Twist and Shout with Ferris Bueller. Wayne's but. World came out, everybody was like, I want to hear more by this band Queen. And it's like, Welcome to the party people. <laughs>
1: All right. So that is side one of our, our conversation on the music of nineteen ninety one. Come back in a week. We will be back for side two when we discuss the albums of the year. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and by thank you for joining us. You're not leaving yet. We're just we're just pretending like this is like behind the <laughs> bastards, Catherine, where it's like, they're gonna stay here, we're gonna record. But <laughs> And now we're going to read more from Ben Shapiro's shitty book. So oh god, and you can tell so we bad. can tell
6: we planned ahead for, for this to be a two-parter because I'm not doing the outro and in the intro for this one.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, um,
2: and, and, and he has to do more stuff from from Ben Shapiro's shitty book because his mother's got cancer. So why are you ragging on Rob? I'm not I'm ragging
1: a- on Rob. I love love when he reads from Ben Shapiro's
0: shitty books with Brett Hawthorne. And that is such (laughs) a bad book. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Behind the Bastards. We're here to talk about Geek Salad, which you can get wherever you get. If you're listening to us right now, you're already at the right place to get your podcasts from. However, we also have a YouTube channel where you get the audio from these shows, as well as now two separate exclusives to the YouTube channel. Um, once a week, Mike and I will do, do a movie review on our retro movie reviews, and uh, and starting this month, we have started retro record reviews uh, with myself, Todd, Joe, and Jim, who may or may not be able to make it this evening. Uh, we are still jury is still on whether or not he'll be here for part two of our, our discussion. Uh, but you can check those out at Geek Salad on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to that. Also, follow us on the socials. We're at Geek Salad Radio on Twitter and Geek Salad Podcast on Facebook. And if you care to support the show, go on to TeePublic and buy yourself a t shirt or a coffee nice. mug by going to teepublic.com and uh, using keyword Geek Salad Podcast, and you can get yourself some really nice stuff. So, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. And uh, we will talk to you on the flip side. See what I did there? It's a music term. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Andy.
6: Oh, I'm Mike. I'm
2: Joe. <laughs> I'm Catherine. And
1: I'm the OG Mike. <laughs> Actually, are, are we going to OR, Mike? Original OR? recipe? O-R, original yeah, recipe. OR, original recipe Mike. i am sorry, Mike, original recipe. There we go. You can be OG. Original gangster. All right, so anyway, we will talk to you in a week. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later.
4: I've had lipstick stains in my underwear a few times. My brother Donnie, he's always got clean underwear. But uh, he
5: always tries to steal my Calvin.
4: My mother still thinks I'm a virgin, I think. Yo, Calvin Klein is definitely in the house. He knows that. That's my man.